every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Gordon, let's uh, let's do a little what's going on. Let's check in with the other shows with uh, our guys DJ and PK and Hans and Scotty. Always look forward to it. Let's start with the morning guys. Uh, they uh, were discussing Clay Helton's departure from USC and its impact on the league and uh, the University of Utah. What impact does Clay Helton's dismissal have on the Utes this season? They don't win. It's a massive gag. James says, well, they've done this two other times, and both times Utah lost to the interim coach. So we'll see this time. Third time's the charm. I don't remember them. That's where you come in. Come on, nerd boy. Three, (laughs) two, one, go. (laughs) I'll have to look them up. (laughs) Off the top of my head, I can't. I remember the interim coaches. I think we all remember Orgeron got his shot and then didn't get hired. And that's how Clay Hilton got the job. But I'll have to look up those years and check the scores for you. Okay, do that. All right, I'll get right on that. But if the number one team, the favorite, fires their coach one game in a conference season. Logic would dictate. That's disarray. So then you move down to the number two, whose coach is not going to be fired. Number three, well, I mean, they've had three assistants fired. They can't possibly do it. The only way they do it is if they cheat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the truth. But maybe the cheating paid off. It didn't. The the kids that they brought in, they didn't get. They didn't get, so they can't really. Can't help them win now since they're not going to have a jersey on. Yeah. So they cheated and didn't even succeed. Pull it together, Devils. So, yeah. I mean, Utah's clearly in the driver's seat now. The interim coaches were 2013, 2015. Those are odd numbered years. The games were in LA, so the Utes lost because they haven't haven't won in the Coliseum since they joined the Pac 12. Okay, but do we know that they were uh, interim coaches when they played? The Utes, you can't just you. You didn't do all your homework. Got to do your homework early. I got to do my homework early. How early <laughs> in the season did they change? Yeah. So um, that doesn't tell me. That's not hundred percent of the facts. I mean, I know you don't have the standard set by Walter Cronkite, but come on, I was a little shy on detail there. All right, keep talking, I'll big fella. <laughs> You're like your putts. You come up short <laughs> all too often, except for the ones I run wow. twenty feet past and off the green. Now nah, he's seen me putt enough. He can say that. So it's too little or too much, huh? So come on, man. Nail it. It's going to be hard for SC to concentrate and all. I mean, you'd, they're going to go through the whole season. Why should I listen to this guy? He's not going to be here next year. And am I going to be here next year? Right, right now, if I'm a potential pro, my whole thing is to start to gear up for the National yeah. Football League. That's where the what real Kalani money is. was just talking about. Our guy's going to be selfish, worried about their stats. <laughs> Trying to put dramatic plays on tape and all that well, stuff. Well, these are young guys, and they're influenced by so many different people, and there's going to be so many different people in their ear now. you got to get yours. This is a long-term survival here. Every man for himself. And the Devils, I mean, I don't think these coaches are going to be here next year. That's what I'm hearing. A 68-year-old Herm will ride off in the sunset. Yeah, I get it. It's been a great run. I get it. 
We cheated. I got caught. I get it. <laughs> and now I'm going to retire. Yeah. And so he'll go do his thing. So they can't be a threat, can they? I mean, they were up four points on UNLV. I think UNLV lost to Southern Nevada in the first game, didn't they? Bryce Harper came and yeah, scored Nevada. a winning touchdown. The, the, the non-football playing <laughs> Southern Nevada, yes. Well, UNLV is the non-football playing program in Vegas. Hey, hey oh, well done, well done. <laughs> so they're up 14-10 to 10 at home. And Herm listening to them because they're playing the Cougars this year, I mean this week, I mean, and he said their passing game sucks. And two of the three running backs were out. Other than that, yeah. Now they they could get healthy at the time, but for the Cougars, man, you should be able to pick off this win. Uh, but yeah, so Utah, man, they're in the driver's seat. I don't care what happens Saturday. In some ways, uh, that's actually good. I mean, the long lost interview we all had with Britton Covey. I don't know that it'll ever get played on our station, but I gave up my afternoon and went up there, like I was told to do. And got Britain, and he was talking. I asked him. I said about uh, I don't know. At least we're going to post it on the website, so you, you can hear the interviews from yesterday. Um, is, is this like 2019? That loss to SC it was a conference loss. BYU wasn't, but it has just as much emotion and all that stuff surrounding it and attention as a USC loss. That was there at that game too, and they turned around and won eight straight. I don't know if they're going to win nine straight, but clearly, as Britton Covey was saying, that, that that loss humbled them at two years ago, got them refocused, that type of thing. See this thing that happened Saturday night doing that. I mean, the, the, I feel way better about Utah's chances this morning than I did this time yesterday. You hadn't already seen the... Uh... The red flag go up with their loss to Stanford? Yeah, I saw it in like 2018. I saw it the day he was hired. It was clear he was going to be fired. So he was dead man walking again. Again. Still. Staggering around like... I mean, I felt decent about their chances yesterday morning after SC, they barely even competed. And so, but now more so. I mean, And the, the assistant coaches... Where's their focus going to be on? I mean, Next job, let, they'll, let, be, they'll be calling friends yeah, in, the profre- it, in the profession. If you want a frame of reference, go back to when Bronco Mendenhall announced that he was going to take the Virginia job. And the, and all the assistants, will, and I talked to several of them, well, what am I going to do? And then Bronco decides to hire several of them. They take the job. And I talked to guys, former BYU players who are on that staff, said, well, I don't know that. And we all expected Kalani was going to get the gig. That wasn't a big surprise. But I don't have a relationship with him. He's been at Utah all this time. How do I know he's going to keep me? And they're going to double my salary to go to Virginia. All right. So it was a no-brainer for those guys. And then what did the football team do? Turn it over the first 17 possessions? <laughs> Not 17. Because they didn't have that many in the first half. If they did, they would have. Utah fell asleep a little bit and allowed the Utes to come back. But then when it was time to turn on the gas, they did and won the game. And 35 nothing turned into 35-28. Yeah. whoop de doo and the player said we had to pull it together on the sideline. An and, obvious yeah. reference to they didn't feel like they were being led by the coaches. Right. So what do you think the SC assistants are going to do right now? If I'm they any of them, Vic Soto, I'm making contacts. Yeah, they are burning up the phones trying yeah. to figure out where might I get a job next year. Everybody texts these days. That's why you go with Podium. Texting is the way to go. I'll tell you about it later. 
<laughs> there you go. That's uh, DJ and PK. I, I had almost forgotten about that with the Vegas Bowl. The players were grou- grousing about it that they felt like the the coaching staff gave up on them. Yeah, it, it's that's that's weird when you've got a transition like that and there's uncertainty. And I agree with what they were saying. What, what, how is USC going to react to this? Uh, unless you have a guy that you're trying to earn. Uh, some sort of connection with that you think will be in the running. But there's nobody on that staff who's going to get that job. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I I think this is a a major, major challenge for the Trojans for the rest of the way. And I could be surprised. Maybe they will rally. I don't know. But it seems like the odds are stacked against them. Well, that's why pulling the plug after game two is so ridiculous. I mean, the idiotic, really. Right. Unless there was some sort of emergency situation, but I doubt that. You know? like Just like we talked about with Dennis Dodd. Do it either before the season, start during the offseason, or do it after the season. Don't do it a couple games in. I mean, the timing on this is, is terrible. Or, Not or, only from a pragmatic standpoint, but from a, a, the, an appearance standpoint. Yeah. Or if the season is lost. Right. You know? The, yeah, then the, who cares? The, the, then who cares? But if it's lost, two? it's lost. But right. now what are you going to do? This seems like a knee-jerk reaction. Well, that's exactly what it is. But I agree with PK. When this when they hired Clay Hilton, you just knew that he he wasn't going to last. Good guy, not the kind of guy to lead USC. I think they hired him because they regretted what they did to Ogeron. Maybe so. And both the, the situations just weren't the same. And then Coach O goes on and wins the national championship, but then... Yeah, what do you say about that, baby? How's it feel to be on the hot seat again, Coach? No, I'm not hot seat now. My seat never has hot as my pole boy. I tell you that. My pole boy is hot as his hot seat. <laughs> but they, they jettisoned him, and then it just didn't go well with Steve Sarkeesian. No. No. And, and that, you know, they changed coaches early in the season, like at the very beginning of the season. Wasn't that that situation he had the the fight on thing? That was at like the the banquet getting the season started, right? Like so, the Trojan Club yeah, or, or right. well, not and that. And that I, I, I get. Is that what they call it? Something like that. I, I know, know we're talking in circles here a little bit, but how do you think Sark will do at Texas? I don't know. It didn't look so good no, in week number two, did it? Mm-hmm. Week number one, it looked fine. Week number two, um, I don't know. There, there's... There's a lot of water that's gone under the bridge for him. I'm It'll sure. get easier in the SEC. <laughs> I sure, I, I'm sure he learned a lot of lessons, but, you know. He did a good job at Washington before he went to USC. I don't know if I'd say he did a great job at Washington, but he did a good job at Washington. See, here's the problem with coaching these days. Uh, and, and in the case of USC, uh, you got Coach O who gets fired. He goes somewhere else, and he's king of the world. And now he's on the hot seat again. You know, the coaching business, especially as it pertains to USC, is very fickle. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, but then again— Good uh, Luke with that joke. <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't Helton getting like— Look, he's getting into the spirit of it. Isn't uh, he getting like $10 million or something not to coach? So, oh, you know, yeah. you can say, oh, it's very fickle. Thank you. Um but they do get compensated for the instability of their profession. True, true, true. That is. Mm-hmm. But it's also why there's a lot of tricks to hang on to those jobs, and a lot of desperation to hang on to those jobs. Just look at Clay himself. How many whole coaching staffs did he fire just to hang on to that job? 
You know, here we are talking about USC, but how are the guys at Cincinnati feeling about this whole thing? Yeah, now, the, in agreeing with you wholly there, is now those players have to deal with this for the rest yeah. of the season. For and, the rest and, and of the year. And they didn't do anything. No, other than overachieve for their coach, which is putting their coach in this situation. If I'm Cincinnati, I pay, I pay Coach Fickle whatever. Whatever it takes to keep him there, I keep him there. Be just just for the symbolism of it. You're going into the Big 12. You're a big-time program. Are you going to pay like you're a big-time program? See, I dig up a scandal and burn him on the way out the door. <laughs> you don't want to be here? Get out of here. We never wanted you in the first place. I'm telling you, we, we should – I'll see if I can find it, but Luke Fickle – uh, had one of the great all-time comment, no comment comments today when asked about his candidacy. What did he say? He said, well, first of all, he was like, we can't even talk about Indiana. We can't because they, of course, dove right into or dived right into the USC questions. Why would anybody went, ask about Indiana? <laughs> and then he went down the road of, I don't talk to anybody. I don't know anybody. I don't take phone oh, calls BS. from anybody. Well, I don't I mean, know what you guys are talking if about. You lie like that. Everyone knows you're lying. It's like you know that I know that you know that I know I'm lying right it's, now. It's like what Jake, Jake, you always say. Matt Wells handled this correctly every time. Yep. I'll always take a phone call. I'll always listen to a phone call. Luke Fickle's like I've never heard of a phone. Never heard of USC. <laughs> South Carolina. They're looking, what? huh? Yeah, you know the place where your old boss went. Uh, you know that that place. Who my old what? <laughs> Never heard of him. What, what are you talking about? I'm like that guy from Memento. I don't. I don't remember what happened ten minutes ago. That's just so stupid. Yeah, you can. It 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 doesn't. It's not a bad thing to say. Yeah, I keep my phone on. And it's even better if you if you say yeah. Okay, I mean I listened. But then if he ends up staying, that he's a freaking hero. So you might as well let everybody know you got an offer. See, maybe he doesn't have an offer. Maybe, maybe everyone's saying he has an offer, but maybe he, you know, it, maybe he's playing hardball with USC. So you dig up a scandal and burn him on the way out the door. You think you should have that scandal in your hip pocket? Oh yeah, ready to go, <laughs> and a backup scandal. <laughs> Make them damaged goods. Got pictures? I don't know. You can always find something. What's Bobby Petrino doing these days? Anyway? <laughs> What is Bobby doing? He's coaching. Selling motorcycles. No, he's, uh, he's coaching. It's he, like he Southwest was, Mississippi or something. He was, I just saw a clip of him because uh, a couple of schools had a, uh, wasn't on a uh, sports center or something like ESPN or something, uh, where those two schools, Jason Shelley, what school? Did, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is where he is. Hold on. Hold on. Missouri they were, State. They were, they, were cha- they were changing the lead back and forth. Like five times in the last three minutes of a game. Yeah, Missouri, Missouri State. State. Yeah. Man, he'll never he'll never get that past that scandal. Of him I know it. You Google Bobby Petrino, and the neck brace picture is all that comes up. It looks like Hannibal Lecter with the meat on his face. And Didn't the, somebody say it wasn't even? It was something else. The way that all went down. The rumor is is that a motorcycle wasn't involved at all, but it was a a jealous spouse. Wow. I came this close to buying I hope that's true. a Bobby a bit, uh, Petrino right? Motorcycle Club t-shirt. That was funny. I thought it was. Was it ripped with holes and blood stains? Or? <laughs> that neck brace picture is something else. <laughs> something else. Maybe wait a day or two, fella, before going <laughs> in front would, of the cameras. Why would you do that? 
Looks like he's straight out of the burn unit. That was that must have been before the story was the the scandal had come out. Maybe right? he, he had to be just thinking, okay, I'll just say it's a motorcycle. He accident. looks like Harvey Dent when he becomes Two Face. <laughs> Flip a coin, I make my own luck. <laughs> I just got a text from Lisa. Oh yeah, because I had texted her and said, "Don't tell these guys where the park, what parking lot we were in." This is going back to three o'clock hour. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Where where Gordon proposed to his wife wouldn't tell us what parking lot, what kind of parking lot it was. She texted me back just now and said, "Ha ha ha! It's okay. That parking lot was a part of our lives. We both parked our sports cars over there. <laughs> you both had what? sports cars at the time." Uh- <laughs> I guess so. Why would you park your cars over at the Burger King? It's pronounced Porsche. That's funny. It was Hardy's. You had a Porsche then? No. Oh, no. He had a split-top Thunderbird. Look at him. It's a Trans Am. Ah, sorry. And Lisa had a... I'm not telling you what she had. (laughs) Whoa. It now wasn't. It was no, it wasn't. It wasn't anything that. I mean, it was cool. It was a cool car, but it wasn't a fancy name. Had James Bond driven anything like it? <laughs> it wasn't an Aston Martin, no. 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 Hmm. You know, this mystery just grows and grows. Uh, should we get to Hanson Scotty real quick? Okay. There, there you have uh, some. It wasn't there. a motorcycle. Actually, I did have a motorcycle parked uh, there. <laughs> I was thinking of Bobby Petrino again, sorry. You had a motorcycle and a car. Oh, college yeah. was good to you. Yeah. Back in your early <laughs> I was, 20s. Well, hey, I, I had a bike with no gears. I, hey, I worked hard. I worked hard for what I had. So did I. And I had a bike with no gears. <laughs> I had a car and with, no seat. I had a car with no air conditioning. What kind of college yes. job did you have? I uh, know. I just I worked all through high school and uh and uh, had uh, the DuPonts paid well. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, Madame DuPont. Now you're just really eager to get to the dance that's got a clip, aren't you? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's do that. See. No, I didn't have that fancy car. Oh, I did. I did for a little while. And a motorcycle. Well, I, yeah, but the motor- I have a nice car. <laughs> the motorcycle was a gift from my dad. He 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 gave me that motorcycle for, for Christmas, I think, one year. What? <laughs> For Christmas, yeah, Austin gets. I got socks. a chocolate orange, <laughs> and half of it were eaten by my siblings. Let's play the hands and Scotty clip. Ah! Here's the rivalry <laughs> leftover thoughts. I don't understand how this Utah team lost concentration on the details. Yes, and, and I, I apologize. You know, if there's, if the Utah coaches are listening, or if this gets back, or or if the players are listening, I I apologize because I'm sure in their minds they're thinking, yeah, but you know, like I've always talked about this. Well, 84 percent our running backs graded out at 84 percent or 80 whatever percent in pass pro or this area in this area. Well, the problem is the mistakes were so big in areas. Uh, for instance, perfect for instance of a small detail that is absolutely critical in a rivalry game like this. Tavian Thomas in, I think it was their second offensive possession. He's coming down. It's just a basic gap run. 
it's a basic between the tackles like blast. It's not it's not detailed. He doesn't have to think a ton, but he gets the ball and he puts it in one arm. He doesn't control the points of the ball. He doesn't bring the arm over the top as he reaches contact or reaches the line of scrimmage. He knows he's coming into traffic and that ball's still floating enough that Lorenzo Faltea all he had to do was, as he kind of, Lorenzo did a fantastic job in, in setting this up, but all he has to do is just put a hand on it. He just, he hit on the, he hit on the left side of Tavian Thomas and put a hand across to the right side of Tavian Thomas and just kind of tapped the ball and it came out. That's a, a critical mistake and it's a small detail. And Utah is usually focused on those details yeah. and they, they weren't. I talked about defending a zone read that one that was called back the touchdown was called back on jaron but it was still first down just the simple responsibilities of defending a zone read and you've got a linebacker that gets himself way out of position and then just gives up the block to isaac rex yeah isaac rex earned the block i'm not taking it away from isaac but usually you see Colton Swan, Morgan Scally, and Kyle Whittingham linebackers fight like it's the it's the end of their life if they don't win the battle. But instead, it was just like, oh, shoot, it got the edge on me. Darn it. Well, we'll get him next time. Oh, shucks. And you, you sit there and scratch your head like, that is not indicative of what we usually see from a Utah team. And on the flip side, BYU was precise in the details. Precise. Everywhere coverages, blitzing, uh, um, contains, you know, Utah won a couple times. They won a few times. But for the most part, BYU was so focused on the details and so controlled in the details that it just, it, it looked like a complete reversal of past games. Forced turnovers, less penalties. It, although there were a couple of really dumb penalties, late yeah. hits on the out of bounds and those kinds of things. But, but Scotty, the details on Utah side of things were pretty sketchy. They were did, really sketchy. Did it look like the players got it in their mind that this wasn't that big of a game? Kind of felt like it. I mean, it's shocking to say that, but that's what it looked like out on the field. And well, well it didn't look like it was the biggest game to them as it was nope. to BYU players. No, no, nope. not even close. But the problem is, you know, and if a Utah fan tries to go, well, it just doesn't matter that. Well, guess what? College. This isn't college basketball. Like th- this is. If you want to have a team that's a special team, you don't play like that in any game whatsoever, let alone against your rival. Yeah, you you don't, just don't. You don't see Alabama play something like no, that? No, you don't lay an egg like that. You just don't go through the motions like that. And that was what was really surprising. And I don't know, and maybe we got to wait a little bit to see if this is a concern going forward for the University of Utah. But, it, again, if they look like that, I don't care who you're playing in the Pac-12, you'll lose that game. There was one other observation I had of BYU's offense that I wanted to mention, and this comes down to Aaron Roderick and the game plan going into this. Did you notice the tempo changes in offense? Yeah. So those tempo changes, if you watch Patrick Mahomes or you watch Andy, what's his name? Andy Reid's offense with the Chiefs. If you're watching their tempo, their tempo is – it changes a lot, and a lot of it's dictated by – what the score is, where they are on the field, what the down and distance is, and tempo changes. When tempo changes a defensive lineman, 
I can't try to jump your count. I'm just trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be and if I need to be there right now or if I've got him in a, in a huddle. And you've got a linebacker that's basically the quarterback of the defense, and he doesn't know if he's trying to call a huddle or if he goes into no huddle. And then you've got a coordinator saying, hey, we got to just scrap the huddle. So you're just going to have to keep these guys at the line and be ready. I'll put the calls in from the sideline. Well, we didn't practice no huddle. We were practicing huddle, and now we don't have a chance to do that. Now I'm trying to relay calls to a defensive line. Some are getting it. Some aren't getting the call. By the time they're starting to understand what the call is, the offensive line's at the line of scrimmage. The ball's being snapped. I'm getting punched in the face, and now I'm mad at my linebacker because he didn't get the call in my ear. I can't see the defensive line coach trying to get calls calls in from a sideline it's and then all of a sudden you're like you've got all this energy and hurry and then you're just standing there at the line of scrimmage while the while BYU is taking their time burning clock yeah. and now you're like well do we huddle well yeah guys I guess we should let's let's huddle and <laughs> how are we all doing you got the call yeah I got the it's just weird it it puts a strain on a defense I've played against offenses that did that had tempo changes yeah I hated it and this is different than having it be well it's four minute drill at the end of a game yeah Four-minute drill, you know that they're just trying to chew clock. So you know they're taking their time, and they're not going to all of a sudden run to the line and snap it on you. Or a two-minute drill, when you know they're trying to score, and you know it's you've got to be at the line. It's way different, way, way, way different when it's unpredictable tempos like Roderick had in this game. I hate defensively, I hate playing against that. Yeah. And it's a great tool, and Roderick's really good at it. There you go, Hanson Scotty. Some leftovers from the rivalry. I do think that Aaron Roderick is a very talented, knowledgeable guy. And I didn't think BYU's offense would skip a beat with uh, Jeff Grimes leaving. I, I thought that highly of, of A-Rod. And he's he's really, really smart and really a good dude. What about uh, what they said about Utah and their shortcomings? And about, a, you know, if uh, they're the type of team they talked about being, that they can't have losses like that. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. But BYU's really good. They were on that night. And what kind of loss is that when you're playing a really good team? Well, their point was other, you know, predominant programs don't have losses like that. Yeah, but sometimes you run up against a team that's better than you are, at least on that given night. That happens. Uh, if, and if you're a great team, you can overcome it. If you're not, then you don't. Who knows? I mean, if Utah gathers itself and, and wins the rest of its games, um, I think maybe then we can bring the great word back. But until then, maybe they're not that. I thought they were really going to be good this year, and they still might be. they got a lot to play for moving forward. They've got a lot to prove. Yeah, both. But it's not one of these situations where, oh, man, uh, we just lost to our rival. What's the use anymore? No, they got all kinds of reasons. And Kyle Whittingham stressed that. He said, man, we got, we got, we got to dial in this week and get these things, these problems that we had, that at least the ones that we can control, corrected. Let's get out to the zone phone. Speaking of getting things corrected, if you've been <laughs> struggling in the bedroom, listen up. He's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. What's going on, Andrew? Hello. We are correcting a lot of erectile dysfunction, if this rings true, painfully true sometimes to anybody out there. Uh, we're actually taking all of the negatives out of treating ED. What a man hates to do is go to his doctor every month, ask for a prescription, then go to the pharmacist, 
kind of embarrassing, and then try to time his whole life around this pill. And guys are going to great lengths. They're skipping meals. They're <laughs> so the pill works better. They're dealing with side effects the next day. Imagine if it were all gone. With our technology at Wasatch Medical, the wave therapy opens up and regrows blood vessels. It treats the root cause problem of the ED so that the blood flows naturally and you get rid of all of those negatives. That's what a man and a couple really want is on-demand function, the blood flowing where you want it, when you want it. And I know you guys are excited over there. There's been a lot of really great science. And uh, hearing you talk over the years, it seems like it's still coming out, you know, by the week it almost seems. But a lot of great stuff talking about how this can help. Yeah, it's, it's irrefutable, I believe, at this point with 50 clinical studies from multiple universities and journals saying uh, this is effective. This is the future of ED treatment. It's been called revolutionary. It's been called the new standard of care. Uh, really great stuff, and the science is certainly sound. 801-901-8000, that is the number to call. Get in and see that doctor, and you're doing a lot today. There is a lot today. Uh, Tuesday, September 14th, unique offer today. Not only is the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound free, but if you notice that results fade into the future, which could happen, as is anything with our health, uh, we will retreat you for free to make uh, the results last. That's an offer good today only. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Brian Kill, former BYU linebacker. Brian, good morning. Let's go! <laughs> oh, man, what a day. What a day to be alive, my friend. What a day. What does this do for BYU football? Oh, man, this is like just getting pulled out of the gulag and put into, you know, relevance and prominence and nice, comfortable, cushy robe of inclusion pulled around us, and it's just indescribable. You know, this is what BYU fans have hoped for for 10 years now. Yeah, what a journey. Independence has um, been um, many things, and I don't think there's anybody who is sad to see it go. Today is a good day. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update. Here is Cougar offensive lineman James Empey giving an evaluation of his team in the big moments. I'm proud of the way the guys all were able to step up and watching the film and watching just the offense play and how hard the running backs were running and, and the decisions Jaron was making and, you know, the plays the receivers were making. I'm just really proud of how he came out, and I think it's a huge step for us as an offense this year, and hopefully we can, you know, build on it going forward. This update brought to you by our friends at Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. Davis Vision.
play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Aggies kick off Mountain West Conference play with a battle with the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Hear all the play-by-play action on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with the pregame show at 430. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to Rod. He wanted to hear the Ramones on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs about uh, apologizing or being sorry or saying that you're wrong. The Ramones. Haven't heard them in a long time. As soon as you hear an intro to a song by the Ramones, you know it's the Ramones, right? <laughs> Not to say they all sound the same, but they kind of all sound well, the they same. Got, they've got a sound, though. Yeah, it's like the chi- it's like the uh, Chili Peppers. You know it's them. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, real quick here. We don't need to dwell on this story, but uh, I figure it would amuse you. Okay. Uh, did you see that Aaron Rodgers, um, he, uh, this is, <laughs> well, I won't quote him, actually. Uh, he talked about his first interception. Didn't play well. The Packers got stopped. No, did not and play he, well. And he said he got hit in the groin. That's why he threw an interception. Oh, well, if that's true, I'll give him a pass. That's all right. Yeah. Think about what is something you could do well after getting hit in the groin. Whatever. It's his job. Stand in there and uh, deliver the ball, man. You're taking hey. shots to the to the face and all that sort no, of thing. No, 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 no. The groin is, is, is something different. We're making excuses. You couldn't do the show. Austin, come in here and punch Jake in the groin. I want to see how that next segment Look at the go. highlight. I've got the highlight right in front of me. He gets the pass off. Telling you. Excuses. I, I, I can't think. Austin, if, if someone punched you in the groin, how would you be for the next five minutes? Uh, and hurting? <laughs> could you function? Could He could still do his job. I might vomit, but I could still sit here and push buttons. I think you might be laying on the ground there for... A number of minutes. I tell you what, whoever punches me in the groin, it's not the next five minutes they got to worry about. It's after that. <laughs> Once you recover? Yeah. So I, there, there you go. Excuses from Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the, the, the Packers really were terrible. They were. I couldn't believe that. Something looked amiss. Do you think there's something deep here? Do you think the fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers was – off doing Jeopardy and all that stuff when he should have been maybe focusing on other stuff. He didn't want to really be there in Green Bay. It wasn't that. It was him trashing the team. Yeah. He, he reportedly, who knows, in today's day and age, could be fake news, I guess, but we're calling free agent players and telling them not to come to Green <laughs> Bay. So that's my question. Do you think something's up? I don't know. Maybe or they... you think it was just a bad day? Or you think it runs considerably uh, more comprehensive than just that. I don't know. It does seem like a bizarre situation. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, handled the offseason all that well. Maybe so, but they should have traded him. He didn't want to be there. And you said bench him. Just keep him in yeah. purgatory. I, I still agree with that take. 
because he got his feelings hurt. They drafted Jordan Love. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter Come what on. the reason is. It does not matter, Jake. You you you, you got to win games. So you do what's best for your team. At that point, the best thing to do is trade Aaron Rodgers. To win games? The to, best thing to do is to trade Aaron Rodgers? For the for the welfare of your club. That's not about winning games now, is it? Well, yeah, because that is good for your club. Trading one of the best players in the league is not good for winning he games. He doesn't want to be there. Him not wanting to he be there. He made it is, clear. But it, that's it, not it what's best for many. What's best for Green Bay winning games is for them to patch it up. Uh, maybe they've tried to do that. Uh, I mean, I I just think there's something amiss. So you be, think beyond he's, just having a bad day? So you think he's throwing the game on purpose? Uh no, I wouldn't go that far. But I think the overall effect was one of disunity. So he is throwing games on purpose? No, I I think the whole team is uh, is messed up. When your most important player says publicly that he does not want to be on that team. How are you going to hold that together? That's why he had to go. He had to go. I know he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but with that attitude and making it public that way, he's got to go. Well, this is why you just sit him. Yeah, but you might as well get something productive for him. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers back. No, but you're going to get something. Not a not a franchise quarterback. Yeah, but he's maybe he's that's the problem. He's not a franchise quarterback in this circumstance because he doesn't want to be there. Well, if he's dogging it, he should be a pro. Well, what he should be is uh, different than what we're talking about here. He's what we're talking contract. about here is he is ruptured. Apparently, it looks like it. He looks like he's ruptured, ruptured his uh, his relationship with the with the team. It looks totally messed up. Am I overreacting? You guys saw what happened in that game. It looked horrible. I just think you're you're setting a bad precedent by buckling to hurt feelings. He signed the contract with the club. I understand that, Jake, but I'm thinking of what is best for my team. Right, and how that's can to I have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? Not if he's got a bad attitude. Not if he's ruptured the. Uh, Camaraderie on the team. What wins? Has more? he? I don't know if that's true, but that's the way it looked the other day. What wins more football games, camaraderie or Aaron Rodgers? Did you see the game? I did. They were terrible. But if that's because he's dogging it, that's not okay. I don't know if it's a matter of dogging it or whether it's just a matter of nobody trusts anybody anymore. Nobody wants to play for each other anymore. And by nobody, I mean Aaron Rodgers versus everybody else. Well, That's he, a pretty major connection that has been disconnected. I just don't like the concept of, I don't want to be here, so I'm going to go out there. I know. And the concept is not good, but at some like point, what James at some did point you he, say to yourself, okay, I got a quarterback who's unhappy. Quarterback is the most important position on the team, especially one of leadership. And he says he doesn't want to be there. What do I do to repair this the best I can? It doesn't look like it's been repaired. It didn't look that way the other day. I don't know, Jake. I might be up in the night here. I'm not sure. But it sure seems to me that something's not right. Expect him to play out his contract. Sign the deal. Have a little integrity. What James Harden did to the Rockets last year was awful. Where he shows up fat and out of shape on purpose? But what you're talking about here, I, I, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> 
we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about fixing it, fixing the situation so your team has the best chance to win. But you have no control over Aaron Rodgers and his attitude. And it's very difficult to get the rest of the team, once they've been, once this distrust has been established, to build it back up. And I'm not saying it can't be done, but it sure didn't look like it had been done. I don't think it's out of the realm to expect Aaron Rodgers to show up and do the job to his best of his ability. Well, you can expect it all you want, but that means it's going to happen. That doesn't make that okay. I know. I'm not saying it is okay. I'm looking so at the why pro- would you give I'm looking at solving the problem. I'm not looking at justifying one side or the other. What problem does it solve to trade one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Well, he may be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but if he doesn't want to be there, then that puts a whole different light, shines a whole different light on this. Oh, situation. so shut your pie hole and do your job. I, well, yeah, that'd be nice if he would do it. But if you you tell me he can't play football with hurt feelings. I, Get out there and play. <laughs> It's not necessarily He's on the IR, hurt it's, feelings. It's not necessarily up just to him, up to him. It's also up to the his teammates who he has said he doesn't want to play with them. So they want to lose on purpose. No, I don't think anybody well, I think it's just a disruption. I'd rather my IR say uh, hurt feelings than gastrous distress, tell you that right now. Or what one former jazzman had, weird rash or whatever. Oh yeah, who was that? Kevin Murphy. <laughs> had a, they put had a rash? <laughs> they said skin irritation for a reason that he was missing a game. Well, Please, the, anything wait, wait, else. Anything, no, no, tell him I'm, I'm no. sad. Yeah, it right. depends on where the skin irritation is. Just It, it just sounds you're, ter- you're missing a game because of a rash. I'm with Austin. Make up something else. Make up like, uh, my... my uh, tell him I'm pouting. My pinky finger is... Yeah, have you, yeah, wait, whatever. wait, wait. Have you ever had a bad rash? You're missing the point. No, no. If he, well, I, your point is to cover it up. I get my that. point is I don't but want I'm, I'm my saying, bad rash you're broadcast not, to the world. You're not making fun of him for not no, playing for a bad I'm rash. No, j- I'm, I'm, I'm saying if the PR guy comes to you and says, "Hey, we're putting you on the, the injury report and skin irritation," I'm saying no, make up something else. Why? I don't want the whole world knowing I've got a bad rash. Why? Do you? No, but it's not his fault. He's got the. Well, I don't think it's his fault. Uh, you think it might be? I don't know the statistics, but rashes aren't always not chosen. Next time you have a rash, I want you to come in and announce it to everybody. No, I'm just saying, hey guys, I've got no, the no. worst for Hey, we talk on this show all the time about things, medical things that are, might be embarrassing. I picked up herpes from some guy in, in uh, Boise. That somehow we're shaming someone for having a rash? It just isn't what I'd want to put out there unless I was forced to. Well, but it's the truth. So? I'm sorry I brought it up. I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've ever I had I apologize a bad to rash. all you rash victims. No, but I bet people, you have a bad rash in the wrong place. And, and, and you and, don't and, want to tell anybody about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're right. It didn't say jock itch, it said scared and irritation. And they could make up anything and nobody would know or care. I, I, tell them I, I broke on. my femur. But truth hold on. is the hold, most hold, important. No, no, here. hold on here. It's the truth. A health situation is a health situation. Kevin Murphy's rash no, is terrible. We need That's to change the, the shame about a rash. You know, if someone's got a bad rash and it's all pussy and everything. Stop. All right. All so right, when you miss the show next time for one of your things, we're saying exactly what it is and where. No, I'm just saying that. Uh, that yep. No. It's all about Jordan's no, pooping again. No, it's not about you guys. <laughs> it's if I give you permission to do it. The poops. 
misses the game for the poops. The truth. <laughs> it's the, the truth. irritation. <laughs> the poopy truth. No, look, I'm telling you that if a guy has a condition, don't make fun of him for it. We're not. We're just. But saying, that's the whole reason that you would. You don't. Want I would be embarrassed. Want, I, you you don't, don't want anyone to know because you are trying to shame him for having a rag. No, because you don't want everyone to know when you have skin irritation. Why? What's the What's the difference between a skin irritation and a freaking it, pulled it, hammy? It's It's a private moment, much like which parking lot you propose in. It's none of your business. You care about people knowing what parking lots you've been in. I care about people knowing no, what rashes I, I've no, been in. I'm looking at you guys as, as, and saying, quit shaming people for having a rash. We're not shaming him for having a rash. Yes, you are. No, we're shaming him, the PR staff, for saying to the world he has a rash. Why is that to be shamed? It's his right. It's his business. Well, yeah, but so is any other kind of injury. So then make up any other injury. That's not embarrassing. Wait, why is having a rash so embarrassing? I'll show you pictures in the break. <laughs> Someone missed eighth grade health class. I don't, that's nothing to make that's fun of. That's not broccoli of. there. Oh, I'm trying to change society here. My my vision is much broader than what you guys are talking about. I'm sitting here saying, don't make fun of somebody because they got a rash. Because it's a it's a physical condition. Can't I can't do nothing for you, son. We just can't have any fun ever. Yeah. It's just no fun ever. We can't you can't laugh. Kevin Murphy. Uh, you want to make fun about, of somebody because he has a rash. We can't. No, that's not it. Well, you're, you're, you're assuming it. that he should be okay, ashamed of having a rash. Stop. Now we've got to, yeah, now we've got to talk. Uh, have you ever had next. a bad rash? Great. 97.5 and 12. Have you? Just you're about to have one. <laughs> ready, ready, ready. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a disappointing loss in the Holy War, the Utes look to rebound as they hit the road to square off against an old Mountain West Conference rival in San Diego State. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 4 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, Nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, Jake here to tell you about my friends at Zero Res. And listen, it's that time of year the kids are going back to school, and that means it's time to get back to some routine and a good carpet cleaning routine needs to be part of your repertoire, and that's why Zero Res is here to get you on track for an A-plus in the carpet cleanliness area. After a long summer of play, there's a good chance you brought in, uh, you know, dirt, dust, allergens, that sort of thing. It comes into your house and gets trapped deep down into your carpets. Zero Res patented process cleans your carpets without soaps or shampoo, uh, shampoos or harsh chemicals. It's safe, it's effective, and it doesn't leave behind sticky, dirt-attracting residue, so your carpets are going to stay cleaner longer. Plus, they use less water than the other guys, meaning your carpets are going to dry faster. So schedule your carpet cleaning today. They've got a great deal going on right now for Zone listeners. $33 per room cleaned, and the fourth room is going to be free. So call today, 801-288-ZERO. That's 801-288-9376. You can book online, ZeroResSaltLake.com, or if you're up north, it's ZeroResDavisWeber.com. That's ZeroRes. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network.
Time for the Not Sports Report here on the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Jake, some sad news. Uh, comedian Norm MacDonald uh, died at uh, age 61. He battled cancer for nine years, but... Uh, I, I uh, let's celebrate the guy's life and his uh, love of comedy. And Austin has prepared a little, uh, a little something from Norm Macdonald. Why don't we give that a listen? You're doing Weekend Update again yeah. this year. Yeah. You got to do a lot of stuff about the news. That's all you got to do is the news. That's what, it. What yeah. are we going to be hearing this year? Well, Anything? I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to the Olympics coming up. You know, that's my because I, I love sports. You know, I, uh-huh. watch, I watch every sport, so the Olympics is my favorite thing. And uh, I don't watch them. I, like sometimes in the Olympics, they have like, like lame sports, you know, or they're mm-hmm. not real sports, you know. Like uh, a lot of times, what they'll do is they'll try to combine two sports together, you know, make up a new sport. Right. You know? They're fine sports together, but when they mix them up, they make an awful mess. You know? <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. like I saw this one, I remember it was a guy. He like run a hundred yard dash and then uh, fish. You know the guys. <laughs> So that's not a good one. You don't no, like that. No, and uh, you know all the sports and the you know they got the, the great sports and then the the bizarre like you ever said one where they uh, they like walk fast? It's the fast <laughs> yeah. walking. It's just a guy walking fast. It's not uh-huh. like a sport. And uh, and uh, you know like uh, that the you know this guy. Isn't it doesn't get a lot of respect around the Olympic Village, you know, from like the sprinters and stuff, you know. And going, hey, Fred, uh, good, uh, good stroll today, there, man. That was a, that was a briskest uh, stroll. I, what do you smash the 20-minute mile? I heard. They said it could never be done. But you know what's weird is that guy gets a gold medal, uh-huh. and meanwhile, like the decathlon champ. He gets a gold medal. You know, that's not fair. Like, they, they shouldn't get the same thing. You get the <laughs> gold medal. You're 10. Uh, you're the world's greatest athlete. You do 10. And then the other guy walks fast. <laughs> that's crazy. They, they should, should have another medal. Yeah. yeah. They should have, right. He should get, like, a, they, they should give that guy, like, a stick or something. You get a stick. <laughs> you know? A nice stick, but a stick. Yeah, a yeah. nice stick. That's for you, buddy. <laughs> and then you can do all your great endorsement deals there afterwards. <laughs> So Norm MacDonald, at age 61, way too early, passes away. And uh, do you know anything about his background? Uh, no, not a whole lot. He's from Quebec City. That's where he was born anyway. And he did Canadian comedy clubs up there. And then he started writing for the Dennis Miller show and Roseanne. And he made appearances on a lot of, you know, like Letterman and Conan O'Brien and uh, Saturday Night Live, he did some movies. I don't know. Just uh, when people die too young, I think it's sad. But let's uh, let's. Uh, I'm sure he would prefer if we all had a good chuckle in our memory of Norm. So uh, Austin and I were talking about this. I thought he was the best Weekend Update they host. <laughs> there's been a lot of good ones, right? Yeah. You know, you mentioned Dennis Miller, but David Spade. Who else was? Uh, is it Michael Shea and who's the other one they have uh, now? Colin Yost. Is that what you said already? Uh, no, no, no. He's yeah, he, Colin yeah. Yost, uh, who is Scarlett Johansson's husband. They met 
when she was doing a guest appearance hosting Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He's funny. Michael Che's funny. Uh, I really liked uh, Seth Meyers made a whole career out of yeah. doing the Weekend Update. But well, we're going way back. Uh, Jane Curtin and uh, Dan, and Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah, Jane. We mentioned Jane Curtin. Yeah. Didn't oh. uh, what Sarah Palin hosted it? Uh, right. No. Uh, <laughs> Tina, Fey. Tina Fey. No, was she not? She one? did. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought she did. She was great. Bill Murray used to do. Uh, did he, he do Weekend Update? He didn't do. He did. Uh, he he would come in with a commentary. Right, right, right. But which is the, where he and Chevy Chase's rift began. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Uh, joining us now is our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, and uh, maybe Saturday night isn't so live anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Hi, Andrew. Ooh, let's, and let's, it's not funny either. Let's right? help our, our listeners with their love lives. That's right. It's not funny. Well, yes. If the pressure is kind of mounting on performance in the bedroom, this is very common. And as we approach the holidays, we hear from a lot of our patients as well. They want to be able to perform. And erectile dysfunction gets in the way. Wasatch Medical comes in with this acoustic wave therapy. Uh, it opens up and regrows the blood vessels. Men, generally speaking, are sick of the pill. They're sick of having to time things. They're sick of going to the pharmacist. And they are definitely sick of the side effects. None of those exist with the technology at Wasatch Medical. It's treating, finally, the root cause problem of the ED and has helped a lot of guys turn back the clock in the bedroom. And I bet you uh, encounter a lot of spouses that are pretty happy about the whole situation as well. Yeah, definitely. In fact, um, a good amount of the calls we get are from spouses. And then you come into the clinic and you notice that I would say at least half the patients have the spouses with them. I think it's cool. It means they care about the relationship. Uh, The significant others care about ED as well. Sometimes we don't think they do, but they do. This affects two people. And we, at the end of the day, like to think we're improving the relationships by getting rid of the erectile dysfunction. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call. Get in, uh, get on the schedule. See the doctor. You're doing a lot for free today. There is. Uh, it's Tuesday today. There is a lot and a unique offer. Uh, the exam assessment and blood flow ultrasound is free. And also, if you notice that results fade into the future, uh, which could happen, we will retreat you for free. This is quite valuable. It's good today only. Uh, give us a call. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. James Empey. What happens in that locker room? You guys come off the field. Uh, kind of take us through. Do you sit and wait? Does Kalani come in? Like, who's addressed and how does that go? Coach addressed us, you know, talked about players that had a big game. We recognized all the coordinators, both A-Rod and E and Coach Lamb on special teams for their role and having us prepared and then just had a dance party and it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dancing or are you just kind of letting everybody else do their thing? We got to watch E dance and A-Rod dance and all those guys. And uh, then I think we finished with the electric slide, so that was a, that was a blast. <laughs> there you go. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 